Be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast so you can check when the next episode drops. Also, follow us on all social media platforms at Stepmamalogs. Last thing, go ahead and check out our blog, stepmamalogs.com. Hey, boo, hey, this is Cecily. And what's up, guys? This is Jaleesa, and welcome back to Stepmamalogs. Episode 10. So today, we have two very special guests who's going to help us end out this season. Our husbands. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? How you doing? It's Eli. How you doing? It's Marcus. I feel honored. (laughs) Very honored. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us. We know that you guys have been in the background listening to everything that we go through. And you guys have a lot of feedback, a lot of input. So we wanted to bring you on to clear the air. Yeah, we've been talking from our point of view all season and all the past episodes. And we even had a couple moms on to get their points of view. So, I mean, the only right thing to do was to also get the perspective of a dad. So thank you guys for joining us. Feel free to, uh, you know, just tell us how you feel. (laughs) Let us know how you feel about the topics. Um, And hopefully you can help us, help you, and help other people too. Definitely. All right, so let's hop into it. Marcus, one of your favorite episodes that you listened to was Mom versus Stepmama. Correct. What can you give me, I guess, your feedback on that? So the biggest thing that that I I saw from that that episode is, you know, the mom still wants to feel important, still wants to feel engaged. Um, But the stepmom is kind of like, well, you know, I'm here, too. So as a dad, (laughs) we have to we have to juggle that. Right. Um, but what I, what I also attribute that to, um, the, the biggest thing that I attribute that to is the actions of mom and quote unquote stepmom. So what I mean by that is, you know, if mom is doing things that would AKA title her as a baby mama, things can be kind of contentious. Um, but if she's doing things that's like the mother of the child, it can make the relationship a lot better. And the same for stepmom, you know, she's literally, you know, I'm looking out for myself or I'm looking out for my household. It can make things a little distant. Um, but if she's doing things to kind of make it inclusive, then it can be a bonus mom situation. So, Hey honey. Hey. So as the dad, Um, Being in the middle of two women who are very much engaged in this highly emotional situation, do you ever feel like you just don't know what to do? I mean, how do you manage when it's like a tug of war, when mom is like, one, two, three, and then I'm just like, no, four, five, six. Like, how do you handle feeling like you're in the middle because you are pretty Um, much it's a delicate balance for me the way I look at it is and you know when I talk to some of my my guy friends who are in similar situations or just guy friends in general the one thing that I always say is you know 
hey, I'm giving you my advice, but at the end of the day, you have to go lay next to that, lay, lay next to her. So I take my own advice there. So, you know, when my wife says it does carry a lot of weight. Um, but as far as the juggling goes, I always try to put the kids in the middle and think about it from the standpoint of how would they feel in the, in the situation um, and typically make my decisions based on that. It's not always the best thing because sometimes me and, and mom can, you know, really get into it. And sometimes me and my wife can not see the eye to eye um, on a particular topic. But the way I see it is if we're doing what's right for the kids at the end of the day, it's all going to work out. Hey, boo. Hey, hey, Eli. Hey, what's up? So same question. How do you feel when you have your wife in one ear and your baby mom in the other ear? I know I'm very strong opinionated, if you will. Well, and when you go against the grain, how do you feel? Well, it's all about balance. Um, keeping your wife happy, keeping your kids, mom, at ease. Um, keeping everything cordial, you know, stress-free. That's the, that's the biggest thing, you know, keeping everybody happy. And because I know that there are always situations where we're not going to always see eye to eye. So for being a dad, you know, you just have to just sit back and evaluate and process it. For me, process it and, you know, just figure out the best route, you know, pros and cons and figure out what is good for the kid, what's good for your wife, where she'll be happy, and also at the same time make, you know, your kid's mom at ease. Because for me, ultimately, you know, she, the cards are in her favor for me. So it's all about balance, communication, and um, just plan each situation delicately. If that's what do you mean the cards are in her favor? Well, y'all are... <clears throat> okay. Let well, Dad tell a story now. No, he was done <laughs> telling a story. Are you done telling the story? Go ahead. What do you mean the cards are in her favor? Well, um, so I see my kids four days out the month. You know, um, there are certain things where she calls the shots on, you know, I'm, I'm either in the loop, sometimes I'm out the loop. So it's just about just keeping everything kosher. I mean, um, um, just keeping everything kosher because it can get out of hand like in a matter of moments and it can go left field totally. And when you're not trying to take it there, you're just trying to be the middle person. You want to see your kids. You only get four days out a month and you just want to just keep things on a good note. So for me, if that makes sense, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. So then, so piggybacking <laughs> off of that, I have a question for both of you guys. Like, do y'all ever feel like I'm just gonna go along to get along? Like, 
my wife is tripping. I feel like she's all the way wrong, but I don't want to rock the boat, so I'm going to go along to get along. Mom said this. I know she tripping, but I want to see, like you said, Eli, I want to see my kids. I want everything to go smooth. I'm just going to go along to get along. I think the biggest thing that I learned in this process, I mean, obviously there's no book that anyone any one person can read that's going to give them all the answers. But the one thing that I learned in this process was, you know, women are very emotional. Um, no, we're not. And <laughs> with that being said, there are, there are things that my wife will say that I may not necessarily agree with. There's things that mom will say that I won't necessarily agree with. And there are times where I will, um, combat those things but there are times where i will go along to get along just because like i'm tired tired yeah tired very not from the standpoint of like i'm tired of like dealing with it but i'm tired of fighting this particular situation i'm tired of us always fighting um you know there there are times where like my oldest daughter, um, my oldest daughter wanted to run track and she wanted to cheerlead and she wanted to do volleyball and she wanted to, you know, um, it was it was getting close to time to get her a cell phone and, you know, we had those conversations, right? Um, but it was, you know, I need to pay for registration for the sports, which I have no issue with that. Um, but you know, when it came to the phone, which it became very contentious, um, what I will say is it was just like, Hey, when I was, when I was blessed to have a phone for the first time, Mm -hmm. it was basically like, Hey, you know, whatever mom decided I had, that's what I got. Right. It wasn't anything fancy. It didn't have a lot of minutes on it because, you know, we had to pay, we had to pay for minutes back, back in the day. Right. Um, but, you know, it's one thing when when I step up and say, hey, I, I got it. You know, I put it on my plan. It's not an issue. Um, but it's another thing when you're telling me exactly what type of phone to get. Um, and for me, I, I couldn't go along to get along in that situation. Like, I had to stand my ground. Um, and, it, I mean, it made things very contentious. But, you know, I came home and I talked to, to my wife about it. And, you know, she pretty much told me straight up. Like, I agree with what you're saying, but the way you handled it was totally wrong. And I had to, I had to take that and say, you know what? You're right. But what's done is done. And I have to deal with the consequences that come from it. Damn. I'm just still thinking of the tired comment. I felt that. Like, you're tired of emotionally you're emotionally and physically drained like look at this point it it is what it is it's whatever yeah so that can be coming to you're saying that you're feeling that way either towards the wife or towards the baby mama or both you're just like look so what i will say is you know so I, i i have a total of three kids um three three girls right so my oldest and my middle are from um my previous marriage and my youngest is from my current marriage. So, I mean, just to put into perspective, you know, my oldest one is 
you know, we've we've been separated, uh, divorced since 2012. So I've been dealing with that for the past eight years, nine years. Um, so when you think about it from that standpoint, when before before my wife came into the picture, before Jaleesa came into the picture, it wasn't this contentious. You see what I'm saying? So when Jaleesa came into the picture, it became it, it became very tenuous because women are emotional creatures. Um, we are not emotional. Let's so like from speak for yourself. <laughs> so so from that standpoint, you know, and I I think when when Eli was agreeing with me, he's kind of understanding where I'm coming from with this. Is when you've been dealing with it from this amount of time, and it's it's not anything major that's happened that's caused the attention, right? It's just little thing after little thing to the point it's just like, all right, man, like whatever. Like the kid's good. They got a roof over their head. They got clothes on their back. They getting fed. I get to see them throughout the month. Caught up on my child support. We good. Yeah. <laughs> like we good. I'm not giving you nothing for you to come at me. Like I'm just trying to do the best that I can with what I got and I'm just tired (laughs) do you feel as though the petty arguments increased or decreased when you got a wife oh definitely increased definitely increased Um, I will say that they increased, um, but they increased to a point where I saw a different picture. I saw I saw the side where you was coming from, and they they increased, but it's a good way to say it. They increased, but when we first got together, they increased, and then things started to actually just level out. If that makes sense. So it's like a transition period. Right. Okay. Do you think that, well, have there been times to where I, as a wife, just made it hard on you and you just were like, I'm completely wrong, Cecily. I have no idea why you're coming at me left field. You're sounding more like an enemy and not a teammate right now. Yeah, there was, there was, you know, an instance where it was regarding chores, and you felt like, you know, the kids they wasn't, you know, they wasn't doing what they needed to do, and you felt that I was taking sides, or you felt that, you know, I was. In other words, coddling them, you know, and, you know, that all, all right, here comes Eli, come to save the kids. He'll wash the dishes for me. I'll take the trash out for him. My mindset at that time was just like, you know what? I'm tired of y'all fussing about it. Let me just do the shit and be done with it. You know what I'm saying? Just be done with it and just keep it moving. Everything else was good prior to this little situation about some trash and some dishes. We have bigger things to worry about. Plain and simple. You know? It was not that simple, man. 
I actually talked about that very same <laughs> issue. I think it was what disciplining kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. I felt as if all three of y'all were against me. Not at all. It's just that. Okay, so, you know, the kids, they, my kids, Miles and Layla, 16 to 14, you know, they have their schedule when they're at home, you know, and some half of the time it doesn't transition when they're with me. They just think that it's sometimes it's a free fall and we're at dad house, going to have fun, we're going to go do this, he's going to spend this, you know, all of this is fun time with we're dad, you know. Rooms don't get clean, chores don't get done. So, you know, this is my fourth day out of the month. So I'm going to, you know, pick my battles. Like, okay, I don't want to spend the whole weekend fussing about cleaning. I don't want to spend the whole fuss, you know, weekend about all of that. I just want to have a good time because in eight hours, I'm driving back to drop them off. Right. And it's over until, you know, the next visiting time. So it's just, you know, nobody was against you. It's about finding a balance and picking and choosing your, your, your battles. I mean, it's, yeah, they should have did their chores. Yes, she was getting on them. Yes, I got on them. We both got on them. And they still ain't. Okay, I'm going to do it next time. Next topic. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. About that. Drop the <laughs> drop the mic on that one. Oh, okay, okay. But I mean, he he brings up a good point when he when he he mentions you know the kids look at it as like fun time. I mean, because it's not you know according to the state of Texas, and if if you're following the paperwork or whatever, you know you you're getting those four days. So it's like, hey, it's four days out the month that I literally get to go and enjoy myself and be a kid. Um, and just have fun with dad. And I think that that kind of does, I think that does tie into some of the, the misconception of dads. I mean, you know, because we do only get them four days out of the month when we're in a situation like this, it's almost like, well, dad gets the easy way out, right? Because we get to have the fun. We get to do those things. Um, but there's still, you know, life lessons that are being taught and, there are still situations um, where you're able to teach your kids in those moments that kind of get looked over because of the normal day-to-day scheduling and the normal day-to-day aspect of things. Okay. So I think that's a good time to like a good story to actually talk about discipline. Like, what do you guys think about we had an episode about disciplining kids where we gave our take on, well, most of it was Cecily having a therapy session about the chores. <laughs> yes, the dishes. <laughs> the dishes. The dishes that trash. trash. <laughs> they needed to be done. And it was not a weekend. It was a summer. Yeah. I want to clarify that. It was Sorry, a my apologies. But it was a we, we talked about how we felt about disciplining children that aren't biologically yours but you have a pretty constant responsibility for so i would love to hear you guys' take because y'all are the bio parents on how do you feel about i guess the way we as your wives discipline your kids like should we just let them run wild even though 
we see things going wrong. Do you want us to bring it to you? Should we discipline just as much as you guys do? Like, how do y'all feel about that? So what I would say, I'm, I'm going to share two thoughts on that. Um, first thought I'm going to share is what we do in this household, um, in our household. And, you know, Jaleesa will step in and say something. And if it's not well received, she brings it to me. That works for her and her personality and who she is as a person. And I understand that and I respect that. And I know when when I need to step in and be the reinforcement. Um, not to say that works for everybody because it doesn't. Um, if I have something to do or have a meeting or an event to go to and she's here with them, they know and understand that she is in charge that she has the ultimate say. Um, there's no calling dad to try to find a way to get around it. The second thing that I would add to that is growing up, um, you know, living with my mom and my granny, I tried to, I'm going to ask mom and then go ask granny and say, mom told me to ask you to do the get around. And that got me in nothing but trouble. But when I would go spend time with my dad, my dad told my stepmom, let him do whatever he want to do. Just tell me when, when I get home from work or, you know, whatever. And what I gathered from that experience is and not that it didn't bring me closer to my stepmom, but it didn't allow me to even build a relationship with my stepmom because we had literally minimal interaction because I got to do whatever I wanted to do when I was over there for those weekends. And I don't, I don't want my daughters to experience the same thing that I experienced because I do want us to be a blended family, even if mom does not come along with that blended trip. Eli? Okay, well, um, I would say for us, um, there is a balance. Um, you know, there are times where I'm not there and, you know, Cecily, she's holding down the fort. And, you know, there are times where, you know, they will play, you know, play their role where they'll ask me and then go turn around and ask, you know, Cecily. But I will say overall, because, you know, since the kids are past that stage of like spankings and all that, you know, you know, we have a, you know, we have something in place where, you know, take things away or no, we can't do this. We're not going to do that. Um, so I will say that there is um, a good balance from what I see. Um, Cecily, she is a good support system far as like enforcing things. You know, when it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, they're not listening and I'm tired of yelling, you know, and Cecily, she'll step in and just say, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. You know, you can't do that. Okay. Give me your phones. No internet. You know, we had this plan for the weekend, but that's been canceled or, um, even if like the kids did bad during school or something and they're on punishment, you know, while they're with me, um, over the weekend, you know, we'll make sure we, you know, uphold that punishment, 
you know, during that time frame to keep make sure we're on the same page and making sure, you know, shit gets done, you know, like, hey, you know, not, you know, just because you're with dad this weekend and you messed up in your own punishment, you know, things still will stand, you know, your own punishment and nothing's going to change that. So I would say for us, you know, it's pretty, it's a good balance far as discipline wise. Um, I will agree with that. There is a good balance with that for our discipline. Yeah. This may be an unpopular opinion, but punishment does work. Like you don't have to whoop your kids yeah. or put hands on your kids in order to get them to listen. Like punishment does work. Definitely. And our kids are too old to put hands on them. Mm-hmm. Like they're 14, 16. That's like assault. <laughs> yeah. And I grew up, you know, it was like, you know, um, Marcus said, you know, I, he grew up in a time where, you know, old school parents and, you know, my parents, you know, they'll get the belt, you know, extension <laughs> cord, switch. you know, <laughs> fist fighting, you know, all of that, you know, and just keep it real with you. And, you know, I learned through that, you know, that, that, that tough, hard love, you know, even though it was pretty physical, I learned, you know, and not to do that to my kids, you know, there's other ways of doing it, but, you know, for me, it worked, you know? So, Marcus, I have a question for you. You mentioned for disciplining your kids, what if you're gone, Jaleesa's in charge, and if she tells the kids to do something, they do it, and if they don't, she'll tell you, and then you'll rectify when you get home. So, your youngest baby you guys have that you guys have together, it's under my impression that. You guys are 50-50 when it comes to discipline. So she more than likely does not need to wait until you get home. She can still discipline your youngest. But then again, your youngest is three. So it's not too much that can go out there. Do you ever feel as though she is calling you to tattletale, quote-unquote, on your kids? No, I don't. Um, one thing about Jaleesa is Jaleesa is very strong, mm-hmm. right? So if there is a situation that happens, I don't know about it until I get home. Okay. So we might talk about it once I get home or we might talk about it at the end of the day. There's not a moment where it's like, oh, well, your oldest one did this or the middle one did that. Like every time it happens. Um, she's very strong. She stays her ground on a lot of things. Um, I think just for the fact that those are not her bio kids, she's walking a fine line of, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the typical uh, textbook version of a stepmom. But at the same time, like you're still at my house. So we have our rules, you know, those rules, you should abide by those rules. Um, as far as the youngest child go, no, we're definitely 50, 50 on that. Um, I mean, there's times where if I'm just in the room, that might get a different result, right. Or Mm -hmm. the result may happen a little faster. Um, because you know, I am dad, right. So I am, I am the, the, the male figure in the house. So that is one aspect of it, but Jaleesa, she can hold on. Like she's small in statue, but <laughs> she can hold her own. So the reason 
why I asked that is because it's pretty much the same thing in our household. But for me, it gets to a certain point that if I'm calling Eli and saying the kids didn't do this, the kids didn't do that, I feel like this is my damn house. I should be able to hold my own. I'm calling dad and he's at, he's at work. He's coming home from traffic. He has other things to deal with. <sighs> Phone call from Cecily. I'll deal with it when I get home. So I feel like I should be able to handle the majority, a good portion of the things. And he does not have, he shouldn't have that extra burden on him. I agree. So what I will say to that is, and I'll, I'll tell a, a quick, a quick uh, story. Um, there was a situation where I had a meeting on a Saturday and it pretty much was like an all day type meeting. Um, and I get in my car to come home. And of course I call the wife, let her know like, Hey, I'm on the way home. Do you need me to stop and get anything? Um, on the way in and as I'm talking to her, my mom is calling me and was like, Hey, what's going on? The middle daughter has called my mom saying that she's hungry. And so I'm, I'm talking to Jaleesa and basically what had happened was Jaleesa had made dinner like she does every weekend right or every day um and she basically told them the food was ready they said they wasn't hungry now whether they didn't want to eat what she had cooked or they just wasn't hungry that's up for debate but they said they wasn't hungry but they called my mom and told my mom that they were hungry which led to this firestorm of my mom, you know, talking to Jaleesa, all these issues happening. And mind you, I'm not here. Um, so the way I handled it was, you know, my mom called me. Hey, I'm on my way home now. I figured out what's going on. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. We good. Because what goes on inside the house is what goes on inside the house, right? Um, family business is family business. But when we got home, we had a family meeting to discuss what happened and talk about how to handle it. Not from the standpoint of a chastising situation, but from a standpoint of Jaleesa is the adult that was in the house at the time. If you was hungry, that should have been the first line of defense. That should have been the first person you went to, right? It's like, we all, we all have jobs, right? So if you have an issue with your direct manager, you typically go to your direct manager first, not like the CEO, not like the CEO right? <laughs> you don't just skip all these chains of command. Um, and that's where I had an issue with It's like, you know, not only did you call um, someone outside of the house, but you call, you know, my mom. And now Jaleesa looks like the bad person in the whole situation when Jaleesa didn't do anything wrong because the end of the day, Anyone can paint any picture about anybody without knowing them. But one thing that I don't tolerate is you're not going to make someone look like a bad person when they're doing nothing but trying to be there for you and show you nothing but love along the way.
All right. Thanks, honey. That was really nice. <laughs> um, feels like we're just kind of uh, moving along here. So we had other topics, too, other episodes that we were, um, I think we had jotted down that you guys wanted to discuss. But I can't read Cecily's handwriting from all the way over here. It's so a It's a point. It's a point. Somebody else can say something. <laughs> so you got support. That's financial support, physical support, emotional support. You guys have, all of us have pretty much beat it down. You guys only see your kids four days out of the month. How do you feel? Don't be smirking, Marcus. <laughs> Man. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. I ain't even got to ask. I'm going to let Eli go first. <laughs> How do you feel? that you support your child, your children, and how do you, I'll even twist it, how do you think they feel? And support overall. Okay. Well, um, I think the kids feel like dad's not doing a lot financially. I feel that the kids... Sometimes, you know, they wish they could see me more. Um, Also, I will say that it's to the point where my kids are at a point where they're almost, they're almost grown and the financial part for me, when they got to a certain point at their, like right now, I would say maybe a couple years ago, you know, I, I said, hey, you know, this is what I do for y'all financially. You know, I wanted them to see that because it felt as if I always hear mom bought this, mom bought my new Jordans. Mom bought me this PS5, PS4. You're having a heart attack over here. Mom Mom bought this. this. You know, mom, mom, mom. So, you know, it's really, you know, it's um, it's like a kick in the throat, man. You know, because it's frustrating. (laughs) And, you know, just to sit here for me, you know, I'm already had to, you know, Submit a little bit, you know, a little submission, you know, to just get along to make sure everything is according, you know, every, you know, everything is flowing right. And, you know, and then all of a sudden to hear that, oh, you know, mom bought this, mom bought that, mom bought this. So, you know, I got to a point where I'm like, hey, you know what, kids? Hey, this is what you get from me every single month over the over the past X amount of years. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you know, I wanted them to know that. And you showed this, you showed both. I thought you showed our son that not both. No, I showed I, sh- I showed Layla and I showed Miles. Mm. I showed them both and I told them, you know, what they get from me monthly, how it comes out, where it goes, all of that. So, and I said, you know, hey, even though mom says that, you know, I don't even know if 
she tells them. I don't know that, but for me and for my state of mind and my sense of peace, I want them to know because I don't want them always having this mindset, okay, mom bought this, mom bought that, mom bought that. Because it's, you know, I work hard. I work hard, you know, and having to drive all these miles to pick them up, you know, not even, I go over halfway to pick them up. Hmm which is, you know, one thing. And then when they're with me, it comes out of my pocket, which I don't mind, you know, because they're my kids. You know, I'm still, because they're always, hey, you know, what's the plans for the weekend? Where are we going? Can I have some money to buy this? Can I have some money to buy that? Of course. So, you know, it's um, it's frustrating. It's um, I'm bitter at times. I will say that. I'm very bitter sometimes. Mm. And I'm going to be honest about that. Sometimes. You know, and, you know, when my son say, hey, you know, I got these new Jordans. They cost me, you know, you know mom bought for what, 300 I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money for some shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, as far as the support, I see them four days out from a month like we've already talked about. And I make the best of it. My biggest issue is the financial part, is that it just felt like over the past years, it's been ingrained in the kids that mom does this, mom does that, because that's all I hear from the kids, you know. So far as the support, seeing them, having time together, I love all of that. But just the financial part is what really takes a toll out of me. Do you, whose responsibility is it to teach the kids that mom and dad support? Well, the dad, of course, but I will say the mom, because the kids are with her 90% of the time. So the mom needs to make sure that she enforces like, hey, you know, dad sent me this, you know, dad put this towards that, you know, this is what dad gives me, you know, got to make sure like, you know, you see, you know, you see your dad, I mean, you know, you see, you see your dad working hard, all of this. And then, and then what also kills me sometimes is, you know, my kids ask me, oh, I hope that ain't too much, you know, like I'm cheap or something. I'm like, oh, you know, shit. I just like to budget my money, you know. Man. Can you afford Listen. that? I'm like, of course I can. Preach you know? on it. Preach on it. So, so it's I just. I buying you that right now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just frustrating on the financial side. As far as the spending time, the quality time, you know, I wish there was more time that we could spend. The holidays is kind of iffy sometimes. You know, but it is what it is. But my my biggest issue is just the financial part that I have a big problem with. Do you think in that situation, do you think mom knows what's going on? Or do you think it's just one of those things like, you know, it's not like a common thing and it just kind of happened? Like nobody, she didn't realize that. I never set the kids down and explained this to them. And they might think that I do all this on my own. Or do you think it's kind of like she knows they that they're they're under the um 
the the impression that you know she's doing this all on her own without the support from you well um okay well you know okay so <laughs> we've had conversations before me Maybe. and the mom me okay. and the kids, mom. We've had conversations before where, you know, where she mentioned that, you know, she didn't feel that it was a need to let them know the financial part. Okay. So, you know, knowing that much, that just makes me, that just confirms, okay, the kids don't know. So wait, back up. Let's get clarity. You told the kids about the child support. She backed door and said, Eli, I don't believe that the kids should know about child support. I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is she, she mentioned that she didn't feel that it was a need to let. She hasn't went that depth in with the kids about the financial side. Hmm. Interesting. You know, and... And that's a major downfall for dads, man. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's a major downfall because we get this label, you know, like, oh, you know, you only pay this, you only pay this amount, and, you know, you don't pay enough. And then, and then when the kids are with you, you still got to, you know, come out of your pocket. So, you know, why not let them know, like, hey, this is what it is. I mean, we're all about technology right now and, you know, fashion this, fashion that. Why not? Right. This is what I give you every two weeks. You know? Like, hey, you need to know this. So, I did not know that happened. <laughs> I have to... A part of me has to agree with her. And so, we discussed this on the last episode with Rhonda. In my personal belief... Don't we look at me like that, Marcus? In my personal belief, I don't think a child should ever know the term child support, ever. Well. I believe, no way. I don't think they should ever know the term child support. Now, however, black folks want to make it nice, piggy bank, trust fund, whatever, had little honey pot, they should not know dad gives $357.18 every two weeks. They should never know that. However, the, it is the mother's responsibility whenever she swipes her car to buy them Jordans. Thanks, mom. No, your dad bought these. Your mom, me and your dad bought this PS4. Me and your dad got these, this jacket, these school supplies, that. Because I, I, they should never know child support, but they should know the dad supports. So when I swipe my card, this your dad, he just gave me some money to get whatever. Okay, so I didn't tell my kids until they was like maybe maybe 12, 13, you know. So all of this uh, you talking about four years ago. I'm my number my time frame could be wrong, forgive me. But um, okay, so during this whole time, you know, I haven't told the kids, you know, yes, 
you know, I didn't want to break it down and say, hey, this is what I give y'all a month. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to do that. But it got to a point where it needed to be done, especially for my son as he's getting older, yes, liking girls, and my daughter. So I want them to know how how this whole child support system works. You know, I don't want them just to think like, oh, you know, I want them to know that because, you know, this is real. You know, I mean, yeah, you can plan to, yeah, you can plan to have, you can plan. Mm -hmm. Things happen and it's always good to know. It's always good to know. Man, I would, I would agree with both of y'all. Like, I think there's a, I agree with what Eli is saying because, you know, me and my dad had that conversation when I was an adult. But I remember vaguely like little subtle comments about you know that's your money like you know i send you money every month or i send you money every two weeks right um but at the same time i also agree with cecily because at the end of the day a child should remain a child and should um you should protect that innocence so i think bringing in that conversation of like she said saying you know, the word child support or how it's set up um, kind of takes some of the innocence away. And it's a delicate balance on how to make sure that the kids understand that dad is still involved financially without, you know, sitting down and have to explain it that way. But it's, it's, it's hard. There's no book to tell you how to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, so what you felt, and I, I can say this for, for for any man out there, what they felt at that point in time was the best course of action is what they did. I think from um, from what both of you guys said is good, but I just I, I really think the age plays a big factor. It does. Like how yeah. the child understands your level of financial support should be explained age appropriately. Because I would hate for you know, your son to get older and, you know, he's talking to his friends or God forbid he ends up in a situation similar and is like, wait, child support. And then he's like, I've never heard of this before. And he's thinking like, well, wait, dad was in a situation like this. And now he's looking at you like, dad, why you ain't put me up on game about right. the child support? Correct. Like, what's yeah. up? Correct. Correct. You went yeah. through this. Why Correct. you didn't tell me? Yeah. So I think it is. I understand what you're saying, Cecily, from the point in Marcus about the innocence and them being children. But I think it should be explained in an age appropriate manner. And then once they are old enough to understand they need to get the real deal. Absolutely. Because yeah. no, it comes from, it's better for it to come from a parent than them to figure it out the hard way. Figuring out in the streets. Mm. And I will say, just to give context, I do remember the time that you had to, your, your back was against the wall. Every other weekend, it was, Dad, can we go here? Dad, can you buy me this? Dad, can you buy me that? And granted, they needed things. They needed a jacket. You know, school is cold. They needed some new shoes. They were growing. They needed pencils. It was very basic things. But there were side comments. Well, mom buys me this. Or I'll just ask mom. Or what, Christmas came around? Or it was like yeah. school or something. Well, mom's getting me everything. You don't have to give me anything. What? Like, right. I buy you. 
I'll buy you stuff. And I think even at one point, one of the kids was like, can you help mom with school supplies? Because, you know, she has three kids. Like, yeah, I, I remember don't, that. If you've been going to school since the beginning of the beginning, I've helped every single year. Or not help, I do every single year. Why do you have this perception as if it is just mom? And to answer your question, Jalisa, I think I think a part of it is you you asked, is it do do we think that the mom had kind of said, well, you know, I buy this, I buy that, or is it just kids being kids, listening to grown folks' business and make their own reality? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It is. They hear, I buy this, I buy that. So they think mom buys me everything. Yeah, Dad doesn't buy me anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they hear just little, you know, they weren't even in the living room. They upstairs and heard grown folks talking. Mm-hmm. And they came to their own conclusion. So then when they go see dad on Friday, well, I'm going to tell him about himself. He don't, he don't, he don't support at all. Yeah, because like when my kids were younger, I mean, they, before I even decide to bring it up to them, you know, they made comments about child support. I didn't go there with them. I'm like, okay, okay, mm. uh, okay, Wait, okay. Where? You know, when they was younger, you know, and we would have our weekends, <clears throat> you know, there was comments about from the kids, you know, I, I wasn't egging on nothing just out of their mouths about child support. And I'm not going to say exactly what, but just the fact that at that age, Hearing them say child support, yeah, I wanted to say something, but like, you know what? Not the right time. Let me just wait a few more years, and that's what I did. That pisses me off. You know, it's frustrating. It really is. Yeah, it, it can be frustrating. I, I know one thing that I do <clears throat> is I'm very intentional um, when, it's, when it's school time of reaching out to mom saying, hey, what do we need to get? for school right so there have been years where it's like hey get the school supplies i got the clothes there have been years where it's like hey can you get the clothes i got the school supplies um and how i go about it from that standpoint is i put the kids on notice what's your school supply list i need you to show me your school supply list and then i go get it and then when they come over for that weekend before school that it goes home with them. So they see dad got me school supplies. Dad got me school clothes. Right. Um, the other thing that I'm very intentional about is, um, the Christmas list. Hey, you don't give me your Christmas list. We ain't having Christmas. So at that point, it kind of puts a spark under them to kind of like, all right, let me get dad my Christmas list so we can, you know, get some things together. Um, but it kind of brings you back to another point from a financial standpoint. I mean, I remember it was one time, um, in the very beginning when it was just me and Jaleesa and the two older ones. Um, and every time they came over, you know, they have their own clothes and, you know, I'm a, I'm a stickler of making sure they go home with clean clothes. So I would wash, um, and this one particular time I forgot a shirt. Hmm. In the dirty clothes. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> and that caused a uproar um, to the point where we were out of town visiting her family um, in, in Atlanta at the time. 
And we got it. Me and mom got into like this heated argument over the phone over this one shirt. And from my perspective, logically thinking about it at the time, is that the only shirt she has to wear? Right. So. Of course, in the heat of the moment, I probably said some things that I shouldn't have said because that seems to be the going trend that my wife reminds me of every time we have a discussion, mm-hmm. a heated discussion, if you will. Um, but I made the I made the executive decision was like, look, you keep your clothes at your house. I go buy them clothes. Now, from a financial standpoint, was that conducive for me? Not really. Cause that means I have to go buy all new clothes, all new undergarments, toothbrushes, all that kind of stuff. Right. But now when, you know, they come over, it's literally like you have clothes, you have shoes, you have this, you have that. It's not an issue of, I don't have it. The only issue that I run into at this point is they outgrow it. (laughs) So I have clothes in the closet, you know, I might have clothes for the whole winter and they might only be able to wear half of it because they grow so fast, which sucks from my point because it's like, well, I ain't spent this money and you can't wear it. Some stuff still have tags on it. But at the end of the day, that was a piece for me. Right. And I'm a firm believer that there's no price tag on peace. Um, and I'm willing to go above and beyond to make sure that my piece is still intact at the end of the day versus going back and forth over if a shirt came home. Yeah. Because to me, it's not that serious. Um, because I mean, at the end of, at the end of the day, if the kids have clothes on their back, I'm happy. Yeah. They have food in their stomach. I'm happy. They have a roof over their head. I'm happy. Um, and I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's tough when you're being minimized to something as small as a shirt or a pair of shoes, like you're trying to keep it. Like you can't go get it yourself, right? Um, I think if the, and this could be me on my soapbox, but I think if the shoe was on the other foot and dad, and the kids were with dad 90% of the time and they was going to visit mom four days out of the out of the month, I don't know how many dads would actually be requesting child support because yeah. I think a lot of dads would just be like, I got it. Like these are my kids, I'm going to take care of them regardless Yes, that is a a wonderful tool to have um, to help with some of the burden of raising children, um, because we all know that children are not cheap um, from childcare to clothes to food to electricity bills, water bills, things of that sort. But I think when you get away from the aspect that it is literally support and not another paycheck, it takes away the, the essence of what it was made for. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, good stuff. So question to both of you. Um, When your kids were younger and you weren't necessarily able to submit your request or questions to them as far as what they need, how do you handle when you call mom and say, hey, school is coming up. Hey, Christmas is up. What do you want me to get? And she's just like, we're good. But you know good and well, like, they need uniforms. You saw they need new shoes. They've already mentioned to you they want a Barbie. But it's just like, we good. Like, mom won't give you the list so that you can help. Um, For for me, I haven't been placed in that situation, so I can't speak on that particular topic. But what I will say is I've been put in a situation before, um, and I 
think you guys talk. I think Jaleesa, I think you mentioned it or touched on it a little bit in the earlier episode. Um, but there was a situation about hair and you know, the thing about it is, is if we're going out in public, you got to look presentable. That's just what it is. Like I'm not supposed to walk out the house with my head, my hair all over my head. And I wouldn't want that for any of my daughters. Right. And I definitely wouldn't want that for my wife. So one thing I know Jaleesa would do is literally take down hair, redo it the exact same way, just so it's presentable. Right. Um, but that was a whole firestorm within itself to the point that one time that they came over, um, they made that comment themselves um, to me. Mom had already made the comment, but they made the comment right to the point that my oldest daughter felt that she was the only one that could do my middle daughter's hair or my mom was the only one that could do her hair. And I, I take issue with that because at the end of the day, my oldest daughter is now 13. Um, but and my middle daughter is seven. But if you can imagine a 13 year old and this was a few years ago. So imagine a 10 year old taking care of their, you know, four year old little sister. And it's like, I mean, you're a child. She like, doesn't need that burden. Yeah. Like you don't need that burden to be growing up that fast, you know, with the responsibility of taking care of your, your sister just because you're going to dad's. Right. Um, to the point that I was like, all right, I'm going to do one even better. And this was probably a petty moment on my behalf, but I still stand by it to this day. I called my mom up and was like, hey, can your beautician do their hair? And I took them, you know, to my hometown and let my mom's beautician do their hair for that weekend. And of course, that, that caused a little more issue. But, you know, if you don't want my wife touching their hair and their hair needs to look presentable because we have somewhere to go, I'm going to make sure they look presentable. Um, I didn't call you and ask you for any money from uh, on that. Um, I didn't perm their hair, oh, right? Um, I didn't put any color in their hair. <laughs> it literally was a wash and set, if that's the term that y'all use in the beauty shop. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, it was, it was something <laughs> something very simple where their hair got washed and it was styled. That was it, right? But it mm -hmm. caused a firestorm because it wasn't the same hairstyle that they left home in. Um, but at the end of the day, like those are my kids. I want my kids to look presentable anytime they go out into the world, period. So I'm not saying that, you know, if they come over, their hair is done. We get the plan, right? You know, hair frizzes up. Cause they're all, both of, both of my, old, uh, my oldest daughters are natural. So their hair frizzes up, the humidity will frizz it up or poof it up. And I get that, right? So it's not an easy process to maintain <laughs> some of that hair. Um, no matter how how much you put the scarf on it or the bonnet or whatever else, like it's still gonna do what it do because it natural hair has a mind of its own. Going off of hair, Eli, how has hair been in our household with you with the kids? Hair? Well, um, well, usually what I would say with my daughter, I mean, she always has braids all the time. So yeah, she anytime does. she comes over, it's, it's already done. You know, her grandma does her hair like every two weeks, 
you know, my son, uh, if he comes over and his hair is all over the place, I'll call the barber over, you know, if he's busy and, you know, he'll fix him up right, you know, but as far as, you know, doing here on a regular basis, you know, she always has her hair done. I mean, I can't think of a time where, where it wasn't done. Um, and it's far and few, but I mean, it wasn't to the point where, you know, it needed to be taken down and redone cause it was just oh so bad or, you know, it just wasn't looking presentable. Um, but yeah, I mean, usually her hair is already done and fixed up and so. No, I think no, with her, 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 like you said, her hair is always in braids or it's done <clears> or she just wears a ponytail. Um, I think I see it more with our son. So he has curly hair. He either wants to grow it out or he wants to get a fade or he goes back and forth. So there's always a battle with mom says I have to cut it. Dad, can I grow it out? And then you say, yeah, grow it out. But mm-hmm. then he, I see him play the battle. Dad said I could grow it out. And then mom cuts it or vice versa. Yeah. Um, he has told me, you know, he wants to grow a fro. He wants to get braids. And it, you know, that idea. Yeah, I would say it for great. about a good couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. it changes his mind and wants to. You know, get something else, some color or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, it always changes. And I will say that when I was about the same age as Miles, I was the exact same way. I, you know, was wanted to grow my hair out, afro braids. Like I did braids for a little bit, you know, when I was young. And you know, it was always something different. So I kind of relate to my son Miles as far as the hair aspect, you know, wanting his own individuality and wanting to be, you know, eclectic, different and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, I don't think Miles was, uh, is a, a, a real big hair issue because, you know, because he just has his own, has his own style and flavor, how he wants to look, you know, and what he sees. So my last question to you guys on support. We've already beat financial support up. Physical support. How do you think you guys fare out? Kids got a recital on Thursday or they want to see you more just because they just want to see you and it's not your weekend or they want to spend the summer with you and it's not your summer. Or you feel as though when you talk to them, you're finding out they're not doing well in school or they signed up for an activity and you had no idea. How do you think you guys fare out? So for me, that's probably one of my bigger issues when it comes to support. Um, You know, pick up on Friday. Oh, how was the, you know, how's the week? You know, how's things going? You find out, oh, yeah, you know, I made the volleyball team. Oh, okay, you know, you win your game. So I'm going to send you the schedule. Cool. Never get the schedule. Um, Or, you know, to find out, you know, at the last minute, like, oh, I have an award show today at 6. It's like, I wish I would have known in advance. I got to move some things around. It's probably like 4.30 they told you. Or, yeah, and they tell me at, like, 4, 35 o'clock, right? Um, and, I mean, it's an hour drive from my side of town to the side of town that they live on. 
Um, so, you know, you telling me at, at 4 35 o'clock, like I literally need to be in the car headed that way if I'm gonna make it there on time. Um, so that's probably one of my bigger issues with the support is just being aware of things that's happening ahead of time. Um, and I mean, I get the standpoint that moms can come from, like, you know, what school they go to, you can get on the website and look. Um, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, I can see that there's a award show for the school, but I don't know if my daughter won an award or is going to be, you know, honored at the award show or not. So versus me, you know, wasting my gas to drive an hour across town to find out like, yeah, I didn't get an award or yeah, I got an award, but I wasn't going right. I'd rather just have that communication with mom. And I wish the communication was better in that regard, um, to be able to know some of that ahead of time. Um, I will say, you know, things that things are that are bigger, like graduations, uh, first day of school, things like that. Like, obviously, I'm keen on those things because I'm, I'm aware of those. But it's the one off um, situations that I just wish I, I knew more about. And then as far as like the time, um, the way I handle it is, you know, I tell my kids, hey, you know, let your mom know you want to come over like the door is always open. You guys can come over every weekend if you want to, but I'm not going to take, you know, cause I, I get it during the week. We get into that schedule and that routine of go to school, go to work, come home, you eat, you do homework, you go to bed, you get up, you do it the next day. So that weekend time is kind of mom's time to kind of do what she wants to do with the kids. Um, so I don't want to step in and kind of take that away. But at the same time, if the kids want to come, the door is open, but, that's a conversation that, you know, me and mom have to have once they acknowledge that they do want to do it. Um, <clears throat> for me, I would say, um, you know, I've always been there and always known about first day of school, having access to the school, you know, kids, you know, basketball games, volleyball games, and, uh, pretty much everything that they, you know, wanted to do during school and, you know, when they acted up, I've known about it. So I would say on that note, um, we've been pretty open. Now, when it comes to my daughter, like, you know, giving me her schedule because I want to go to her games, like I would get it literally maybe a couple days before or I wouldn't get it or... Um, you know, she said that she sent it, but she didn't, you know, whatever, you know, but, um, other than that, I will say that, um, we've been pretty open line of communication far as what's going on with the kids, far as school activities and everything. Now, can I attend everything? No, far as the games and stuff like that. No, I couldn't. Um, you know, do to work, whatever. But you know, I've always you know been there. Like, hey, how you know how did it go? Who won? How much did you score? You know, so forth. And um, I've always told the kids that the door is always open. So you know, they can come in anytime they want to. You know, if I don't get the kids on one weekend. You know, I'll get them the next weekend, you know, or if I want to get them like for maybe the next three weeks straight, if they don't have any plans, you know, that's an option. So, 
you know, we have the the kids are at a point now where, I mean, it wasn't always like that. You know, we we've this was a process. So to where we are now, far as me and the mom communicating and time frames and you know, if I can't get them this weekend, I get them that weekend, or we'll split up summers. Like, okay, you get the first. 30 days and then you'll get the remainder 15 days for example or like let's say for Christmas you know um, I'll get them from the day they're out of school I would say that week of school up until Christmas Eve and then I'll take them to their mom so they can spend Christmas Day and New Year's Eve and all that with their mom so far as the scheduling and everything, seeing the kids, all that's pretty much an open door and flexible. Okay. Hasn't been an issue recently, anything like that. So I mean COVID, can you see? Well, besides COVID, you know, putting a damper on things, you know. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. Well, since this is a stepmomologues, what do you guys need from us as stepmoms? Um, one thing that I probably would say mostly is what what we need being the quote unquote person in the middle is to be a listening ear, a sounding board, as well as support. Right? So when I say support, not necessarily agreeing with everything that we say. Because um, sometimes we're going to say some things, make some decisions off our emotions. Sometimes it's logical, but it may not be the best course of action because we're in the thick of it. You're kind of outside looking in. Mm-hmm. So you may see things from a different perspective. Um, that's what I mean from the support standpoint. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's just a it's just an effed up situation that's happening. And like, we just want to vent about it um, and just be able to, to know that, you know, we could come to you and vent, which I feel like, you know, we can, but just for all the, all the step moms out there, the bonus moms out there, um, just know that, you know, dad's doing everything that he possibly can to be there for his kids at the end of the day. Like, I don't, I don't want it to come off like, he's trying to appease mom um, because it's not always the case It's more so just trying to be there for the kids and make sure that the kids um, have his full support financially, emotionally, physically. Um, So sometimes it may come off that he's trying to appease mom, but at the end of the day, he's really trying to appease the kids. And um, I would say more understanding more patience. I give you patience. I'm kidding. More understanding. Let more patience. Eli <laughs> answer your question. Okay. So more understanding. Best, right? continue, continue, continue. More understanding. More patience. And just know that any decision that I make, I've processed, I've laid out all my options on the best route to take. Just know that as a dad, as a father, I would never make a bad decision that would affect my home, that would affect the kids, or that would put me in a bad situation with my kid's mom. 
So just have that understanding and just just be more patient and just step in my shoes for a moment. Like, okay, I see what he's doing. Let me just fall back a little bit. I don't see the picture yet, but it'll reveal itself. I would just say that just more patience and understanding and just uh, just see the process that dads have to take. Okay. And if Marcus, you start to talk about it. What is, what is some advice that you would give to stepmoms, bio moms, and dads who are in the thick of it? Um, the, the biggest thing that I would say I've learned through this process and, and I kind of see it from a unique lens because I grew up in that, in the same environment, um, that I'm now living, but from a child perspective, you don't always know the full story. Um, and you're relying on the adults in the situation to make you feel comfortable with what's going on. If the adults don't respect each other as a child, you feel like you don't got to respect the person or the adults. Um, but from an adult standpoint, I think the biggest thing that I learned is communication. I, and I will say I haven't been the greatest communicator um, through all of it. But over the years, I have learned that communication goes a long way. But the one thing that I feel like is always misconstrued when it comes to saying communication is it takes two people to communicate, right? So if mom is willing to communicate and share how she feels and shares what she wants to do or stepmom sharing how she feels, but dad is like, it is what it is. I'm sticking to what I want and what I'm doing. It's never going to be a better situation um, until all parties are willing to come together and communicate on what's going on and how they how they should move forward together. Because um, at the end of the day, it's a blended family, right? So mom has, you know, something to say. Dad has something to say. As well as stepmom has something to say. And if all three people can get on the same page and communicate, it makes it for an overall better experience and environment for the kids to be able to feel comfortable to be able to share how they feel or even be able to just build relationships um, across the board. You know, right now, the hot topic um, that's happening in society is therapy and mental health. And a lot of that trauma that, in my personal opinion, a lot of the trauma that people deal with today stems from their childhoods. And, you know, if adults was able to come together and say, I'm doing this for the sake of the children, um, I'm gonna put my own quote unquote petty issues aside. Um, I think the children would be in a better place and they wouldn't deal with so many mental health issues as it is. Ooh, child trauma. Yes. <clears throat> I would say therapy helped me out a whole lot. I mean, it's been very beneficial um to see all sides, you know. Um, I would say for my advice that I would give to moms is let the dad be a dad. You know, don't try to, don't try to be the quarterback, the coach, the running back. Don't try to play all the positions. Mm. You know, just let the dad be a dad. You know, 
I would say for the dads, um, just keep doing what you've been doing, you know, keep working hard, you know, keep your eye on the prize, which are your kids, because eventually, you know, you will, whatever you're going through, or if you're going through something, what it, you, there is a, a bigger picture in the end and there is light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and the kids will eventually see that if they don't already. And for the stepmoms, major kudos because, you know, like Marcus said, you're on the outside looking in and you guys try to keep the balance as well, but also want to be heard, you know, and don't want your spouse, your husband to be taken advantage of or disrespected in any kind of way. So that's my advice that I would give. Thank you. Marcus, you want to add something? Yeah, so I'm going to add one thing, and I'll probably catch a lot of flack for it, but I, I really don't care. Um, but, you know, there's a reason why there's a Mother's Day and there's a reason why there's a Father's Day. And, you know, there has to be separate days for a reason because it takes two people to procreate. Um now, I, I do understand a situation where dad doesn't want anything to do with that child. And and that's out there and that's real. So I understand those moms feel like their mom and their dad. Definitely. But I know a lot of dads who are doing everything under their power to be there for their children. Um, and their situations are not the ideal situations, but they're still fighting hard every day to do what they feel is best. And if that's the case, you know, I feel like dad should be able to have his day and get his kudos without mom trying to say she's mom and dad. Um, but also in the same breath, I must say that, you know, you have to also be cognizant of who you procreate with, because there are a lot of dads out there, who want to be there. And if you give them the opportunity to be there, they will be there. Hmm. Say a word, say a word, say a word. <laughs> and it's probably both you were just catching the Holy Ghost on the side. Man, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for ending our season one of Step Mama Logs. It was a great season finale. We wanted to get your guys' opinions. Let us know how it is. And I think we got some good feedback from you guys. I think this will be one of our highest rating episodes. Awesome. Well, that's it for season one of Step Mama Logs, episode 10. We will see you guys next season in a couple months. Have some fun and exciting things. As always, you can find us on all social media platforms at Step Mama Logs. Check out our blog, stepmamalogs.com, and we will see you guys later.